Hey guys, Paul Capon from the Innovation Community here. Today we're here with Fernando Roca, who worked in IT for Unilever, for, for Vail, Spring Global, and, and the Hershey Company as well. Got some really interesting experiences in, in, in commercial solutions, so we're really lucky to have him with us. Fernando, thanks so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Great. So can you, uh, I listed a few of the organizations you work for there. Can you dive a bit deeper into your background there? Yeah, I'm Brazilian. I was born in Sao Paulo, Brazil, um, and I did engineering. So since the beginning, I was always motivated for challenges and solve big problems. That, that was the uh, thing that always uh, motivates me. And, and uh, as I started my career in IT, I always uh, very soon realized that uh, data, data management is a big challenge. So it was very uh, interesting for me to uh, face these challenges. Great. And, and where did your, your senior leadership career start in data management? Yeah, I think um, when I was with Unilever, after, let's say, seven, eight years working with Unilever, um, there was a major restructuring in the company to transform several countries at that moment, uh, 20 plus, 25 countries into a single Latin America organization. So there was a massive program to implement SAP all those countries. And I would say that was the moment that I um, uh, focused and was very challenged about understanding the importance of data and how to um, overcome those challenges. And you know, you, you've got a really extensive background that I've already touched on. What really interests you about working in, in, in IT and data management? Yeah, um, I, I think, um, what I realized, and the way companies was traditionally organized normally was by areas and functions. So you have a team taking care for systems for, I don't know, finance or sales or manufacturing, supply chain. Um, and um, all those systems consumes data. In some cases, specific pieces of data. In some cases, much more broad sharing data. But at least at that time, there was nobody looking from the data perspective. You have people understanding the processes, like finance process, HR processes, and their requirements, but no one was looking on the enterprise view how to manage data and ensure data is consistent. So in another word, it was a very siloed approach um, from data perspective, and people recreating the same data many times in different contexts, in different places, generating massive challenges for the companies. And, and that was not just 25 years ago. We can still see this behavior happening uh, currently. So it, it's, it's always there in, in different places I've worked with. Absolutely. And, and on that note, what are some of the major successes that you've, you've achieved throughout your career? Yeah, I think this this program, I think it's a good example uh, of the challenge. And I, I can give you another one. The, the implementation of this um, system in 20 plus countries, um, bringing together and harmonizing not only the data, but the processes, ways of working, even I would say the culture in such different countries um, involving three different languages and, and a massive amount of different uh, let's say differences um, it, it was a massive challenge so at that time I led the team to uh, harmonize all the master data 
and to build a consistent platform to generate uh, dashboards and information for all those companies. So we called it at, at that time information management team. So it was like 25, 30 people working to overcome those uh, challenges. Great. And can you tell us about a time that you also affected change in one of these organizations and, and some of the, 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 the challenges that came with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, um, the, 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 the way that the companies were organized before the program were very independently. So you had a team in Argentina creating master data for Argentina, a team in Brazil, a team in Colombia. So it functions, people in those countries creating product master files or customer master files, vendors master files for those different systems in different countries. In big countries, we had more than one company and more than one team. So if you take Brazil at that time, you had three or four different companies creating products or items. Um, and so bringing all together was a massive change because we had to transform the way all those companies in those countries worked. And the proposed solution was to create a single organization, a, a centralized organization to create and maintain data. We call it Rio, Regional Information Office. So we, we, we've been visiting all those countries and saying, hey, you guys in Colombia, you are not creating data, master data anymore. In Argentina and in Brazil and in Chile, etc. So it was a massive change involving, I don't know, two, three hundred people to say, hey guys, you are, you, are, you are losing control of those items and now a centralized team will, will do this job. So it was a huge challenge, a huge uh, debate a lot of um, conversations, but after four or five years, we've been implementing the system and we started in the South Cone, Argentina, um, Paraguay and Uruguay. We implemented successfully this structure and we evolved as the system were, was rolled out to the other countries and that, that became the, the standard. So um, it, it, it took four years or five years to do that, but it was delivered. Absolutely. And, and it sounds like you've, you, uh, to, to, to spearhead that, it was a lot of work with people and processes. In your, your current role and in recent years, what, it, what effects do you think the technology is having on, on the data landscape? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the challenge more recently is that the amount of data is growing massively. Not only at this example I gave you before, it was just master data and internal data. Today, you have you continue to have the same challenges on internal data, but also you have a, an abundance of information from customers, from consumers, and external data from the company perspective, which just increase this same challenge in a much bigger scale. So um, fortunately, you have technology that can help you to process, organize, clean, and manage all these different pieces of data in a much more efficient way than let's say a couple of years ago. So you have tools that you can use to provide the data, to um, identify the gaps, um, fix some, let's say, or clean some data. So there are a bunch of different 
aspects of the data management that technology helps to um, make this um, work uh, much more effective. And moving back to the, the, the people side, a lot of the, the challenges that our leaders have is actually uh, communicating and, and, and trying to, uh, you know, build culture, the human element of engaging, inspiring and, and leading people. Uh, at your, in your experience, how did you engage and communicate with the senior leadership team on these issues? Yeah, yeah. I think this is a very key element. I think you'll touch the point because without senior leadership support, you will never implement those changes and implement those transformations or to even transform the culture. So senior leadership is a real uh, player to, to support this transformation. The, the way I used to deal with them is, one, focus on the business benefits. You, you have to understand why you were doing this and the business benefits so they can buy it. Uh, two, they don't have time. So you have to be very concise, very straightforward. Try to avoid to explain all the complexities that because we are so passionate on these challenges that we tend to try to explain the details. So forget about this. It's your, you know, uh, uh, role to understand and overcome, but they don't have time to understand that. So be concise, focus on the business uh, benefits. And three, also, of course, there is a political agenda, which you have to understand their goals, their targets, and, and you have to be aligned with them in terms of what should be delivered because they have to deliver. So I think these three elements um, are, are the, the elements I always use with them. Absolutely. And, and when you are working at these organizations, where do you usually see the biggest opportunity for improvements? Um, I think the opportunity for me is always about breaking silos. Can be between functions, can be between systems, can be between countries, can be always I saw silos in, in different uh, companies I worked with. So try to have an enterprise perspective and remember that the fight is with outside and not it's inside. There is no dispute between or country A and country B or between function A or function B but they should work together. They should harmonize the data, talk the same language. And, and, and that's, I think, it's the, um, the pattern I've seen. Great. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned some of the successes you've talked about them in, in depth. What do you think, in your opinion, was the biggest mistake that you made throughout your career? Yeah, um, I think um, I, I don't remember one specific big mistake but i would say for me the constant big mistake i felt i did looking behind is sometimes we work so much hard to make things happen um, that i feel that sometimes i took too long to identify that this is not the right direction and you should change direction so i would say for me the big mistake was I wish I could sooner realize that this direction was not the best one and be um, bold to say, hey, let's change direction now because it's not working instead of keep it trying, 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 and then realize later you have to do that. So as soon as you realize, if you are more agile in understanding if things are happening 
and, and as expected or not, and, and with small interactions, move and pivot to the right direction, I think that would be much more efficient. So I, I feel that many times I took longer putting resources and money and things that I knew that it was very little chance of success. Great. And, uh, you know, still, still good insights. I think the, the small versus the big revolutions can be, can be pretty hard, but what's the best piece of advice that you've received throughout your career? Uh, I think it was very early stage of my career. I, um, there was a guy that told me, Fernando, for senior leaders, trust is more important than competence. And, and that, at that time, I, I couldn't understand because I, I always see the companies trying to promote the best people for the best job. But later in my career, I realized for the real senior people and positions, um, trust is more important than competence. And what are you curious right now uh, in data management? Um, actually, I'm now curious about all this digital transformation that are happening, uh, that is happening everywhere. So it's a lot of uh, new things, new platforms, new uh, opportunities, new ways of working. It's a huge revolution happening. And how to deal with this massive amount of data and take the best uh, and extract the best value for that for me, it's fascinating. It's, it's just increasing this fascination I have on data management. And who's your favorite uh, thought leader or influencer or author who's working with data management right now? Um, I, I think I, I, I don't have somebody that um, it's a specific on the data management, but a person that I like very much who talks about leadership, culture changes, it's Simon Sinek, and, and I think um, not from the data management perspective, perspective alone, but for this broader enterprise evolution, um, I, I like very much the way Simon uh, approaches those challenges, and, and it's very uh, insightful for me. Absolutely. And the last question, Fernando, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data management? Yeah, I think um, I would say I like the quote, impossible is nothing. So if somebody says this is not possible, oh, this is never can be done, it's, it's not true. It's, it's possible. We, we just didn't figure out how to do it. And so do not um, um, quit or do not um, believe that that thing is, is not going to happen because it, it is big and, and impossible things can, can happen. So I, I like to believe that we can do anything. Fernando Roca, IT and data management leader at a number of Fortune 500 companies. Fernando, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much. 